on Macquarie Radio NTS. This is What's Cooking with Nerida Conway, bringing you a tasty assortment of all things food and wine. Hello and welcome to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm Nerida Conway. On today's show, we're going to be chatting to Chef Scott Pickett about his new place at the Victoria Market in Melbourne. Very exciting. And also asking him why on earth he feels the need to wear a dress all day today. A school dress, to be clear. We'll be chatting to Paul Rayner from the Middle Brighton Bars about breakfast and also budgie smugglers, if we can squeeze that in too. Chatting to naturopath extraordinaire Karina Francois about how to prepare and gird ourselves for the silly season and overindulging and answering your curly questions. Guess who's coming to dinner with Nerida Conway. And thanks for listening to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm Nerida Conway. And sitting with me in the studio is an all-round great bloke, Scott Pickett, one of the best chefs that you'll ever, you know, experience his food. And if you haven't, why not? Because there is so many choices now with you. Yeah, there is, Derrida. How are you going, I'm good. I'm good. Now, it's not often that I open my show saying to one of my guests, why aren't you wearing your dress today? Well, I left it in my school locker, (laughs) literally in the locker at the New Delhi. On Saturday, and so, I asked the boys to bring it down, and they forgot. So I, I'm going to go and get it afterwards, and then prance around in it all day. Now, do you want to explain to our listeners why you'll be wearing a dress today? It's Get to raise dress, money. What does it mean? It means that we're so. Look, a friend of mine, Pierre Roloff's great pastry chef in Melbourne, yes. approached me uh, about a month ago and said, "Look." There's this, there's this fundraiser that I'm sort of part of. I want to get a few people on board. Mm-hmm. You know, would you like to wear a dress? I was kind of excited. And then when <laughs> I found out that it was a school dress and I didn't actually get to go shopping and choose a little oh, colour ensemble, I was slightly that's disappointed. awful. Why did, so they just issued you a dress? So they issued dress. So, look, we had a photo shoot last week. Hang on, um, hang on. Where does the money go? What's uh, the, the point The money of it? goes to some fantastic young girls. It's about supporting young girls, school girls, in Africa um, and helping them get an education. So for every $300 that we raise each, yep. then one girl goes to school for a whole year. Oh, that is absolutely awesome. And so that's the sort of school dress, do it in a dress, yes. sort of tongue-in-cheek sort of okay. stuff. Uh, so I think at the moment we're at about 12500 for all of us. That's great. Um, Look, I think I'm lagging behind. I'm only about four or five hundred, but I know. Okay. So there's Pierre Roloffs, uh, there's Jesse Gurner from Bomber and from Anada. <laughs> there's Benjamin Cooper, who's a big oh, boy to be in a no. dress. Danny Valent, yeah. I think it's only been about ten years well, since she, she was in she school. She can't dress. wear a dress. Well, she's a girl. She's, yeah, she's a girl, but there were a couple of females okay. who just wanted to get on support anyway. Okay. But it was more about the boys doing it in a dress, yeah. but we let a couple of girls in too to help so, out. So, and in all honesty, if you were a 16, 17-year-old boy and you saw yourself in a dress back then, would you just like go, probably not my type? I'd be horrified. <laughs> Although I have got a couple of tweets, there's a bit of stuff going on social media and Instagram and stuff about uh, how I remind some of my chef mates of certain girlfriends they had over the years and <laughs> their latter years in high school. So I don't know what kind of rough ones they were dating back there, but uh, hairy ones, I'd yeah, say. hairy ones, like that. <laughs> you know, steroids in the late nineties. Oh, so look, you get asked to do a lot of, I guess, being you know, being higher profile personality, you get asked to do a lot of different charity things. Mm. And how do you sort of cap it? Because you don't want to sound like you're, I mean, for people who don't know, I mean, Scott Pickett, you know, he's, you've been on television, you've had your own series, you've got extremely successful restaurants popping up, you know, another one we're, we're going to talk about today as well. But um, 
you know, because of that profile, obviously comes people wanting you to do things mm, for mm. them, charity things, and you you simply can't say yes to everything. No, you're exactly right, Nerida. And, that's and you a, don't want to seem like a jerk no, by saying no. No, that's a conversation and a sort of business decision and a personal decision that about two and a half, three years ago mm. that I went through that process because I was getting... Uh, I was getting bombarded with them. Mm, and mm, look, mm. if you wanted to do the circuit, then I could do a charity event every fortnight. But I like to spend time in my restaurant. And don't forget about your kids' schools. Yeah, yeah, like kids' all the schools. And that's and... just, well, yeah, I forgot about the schools. We do the mm-hmm. fate every year, too. Yeah. We do a sort of pop up there at. Uh, at the kids' fate, which is good, but I sort of limited it to four or five now, mm. and I decided that I wanted to align myself with ones that meant something to me or that I had a long association with. So yeah. now I do uh, the Stroke Foundation every year. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather had a stroke, and I unfortunately found him uh, mm. when I was five. Oh. So, and so that's something that we lived with as a family for yeah. thirty years. Yeah. My mother, my brother, really, really affected all of us. So that one's close to my heart. Mm. Uh, we do Dinner with the Angels that I've done for about eleven or twelve years now. Um, that's through sort of. Anglicare, that one. And I'm assuming that's not Victoria's Secret Angels that turn up. No, unfortunately no. not. No. <laughs> Just checking. No, the angels are the hairy men in uh, school dresses. Right. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, and then I do Eat Street every year at the Sofitel. Again, that's one that I've been involved with for about 14 or that's 15 fantastic years. fantastic event, yeah. So I do those three mainly, yeah. and then I leave myself room for one or two throughout the year. And that's still, you know, that's almost bi monthly, you know, where you're doing one. Because it's a lot of pre- preparation for each one. It's a lot of preparation. Some of them can be dinners for up to three. Three, four, five, six hundred people, yeah. and there's a massive expense that comes to a small business like that too. Oh, yeah. So, absolutely. you know, what I can give is my time mm. and my effort and my knowledge for things mm. too, and uh, you know, showing off my great calves as well. Too. Well, that's always a, a just an absolute dream come true for all mm. of us. Mm. <laughs> um, a little question: When you do the school fate, yep. do you have sort of Mavis and Doris and other mothers? Instructing you on I'll give because you there tips. is a system. Oh yeah, oh, there is a system when you're making hot dogs yeah, and when yeah, you're doing yeah. a sausage sizzle at a school yeah. fate. There's always kind of a, a bossy organizer. Everyone's an expert. I've got to pull my head down at <laughs> the school. And especially if they don't know you. Yeah, and I get and they a think bit... you're just some gormless dad who needs mm. a bit of instruction. <laughs> I think, you know, normally you my wife sort of, you know, normally my wife hovers quite around and then sort of says to me, look, you can't say that. Don't swear. Don't eyeball her. Calm down. You can't, no, you can't go and headbutt Doris over there because she, like, I get a little bit of, look, in kitchens and I'm probably a little bit more relaxed these days, but I've suffered from white line fever all my life, whether it be on the footy field, cricket pitch or in the kitchen. So as soon as the jacket's on and the apron's on, that's it. I'm just like red rag to a bull, you know? So, uh, like, I actually forget that I'm in the playground by the, you know, monkey bars. And they're $2 a pop. And they're $2 a pop and it's all going to charity and it's fun. And my wife's like, enjoy the event. I'm like, I'm going to absolutely. Because you don't put the mustard on before you put this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The onions on. And I start bollocking the boys from the restaurant that are helping me and I'm running around. My wife's like, what are you doing? Can you just relax and come down? I'm like, nah, that's it. We're going to smash out these 800 hot dogs an hour and a half. Let's go. So, uh, yeah, then I normally get pushed out of the uh, out of the box, the tent for five minutes to have a breather and a Fanta and then come back and I can help with the sausage sizzle. I'm amazed yeah. they give you Fanta. That would probably just razz you up, I would yeah, have thought. Yeah, it does. But look, I'm all no right on the orange, tea. but the red stuff's pretty high maintenance, you know. <laughs> oh, so, that is too funny. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, time and a place yeah. for everything, though. <laughs> You'll be going back today. You'll be getting yeah. your frock out. Yeah, frock out, prepping yeah, for Caulfield, getting yeah. everything ready today, the boys. I've got another pictures. idea for you before yeah. we wrap. You've got to get 
everyone, all the other chefs, yeah, to sign to it like year twelve. That's like what we said. Yeah, when you graduate yeah, yeah, and auction it. Last thing. Yeah, yeah, great idea. Auction it. Great idea. Sweat and all. Yeah, okay. Unwashed. Someone will like that. Maybe unwashed. Maybe it's yeah, just, you know, there are weirdos yeah, out there. Yeah, so there are strange men and women out there. <laughs> Oh, Scotty, thanks for coming in to chat to us. Cheers, Nerida. Thanks very much. <laughs> You're listening to What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio, NTS. You're listening to What's Cooking with Nerida Conway. And welcome back to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio, NTS. I'm Nerida Conway. Sitting with me in the studio is Paul Rayner, who is chef at the Middle Brighton Baths. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Now, you've got a bit of an accent there. Yes, Grinsby in uh, England. Okay. But you're not new to our country. No, I've been here 19 years now. (laughs) I'm losing my accent. Really? (laughs) I used to have a translator when I worked at the Stoke House. (laughs) So what brought you to our big brown land? Uh, I come over here um, to open up George's department store when it first opened in Collins Street. As a cook or selling pants? As a a cook. Right. As a cook, uh, as a chef with uh, Paul Wilson and Martin Webb. Come over to run the kitchens there. But why? Why did you come to Australia? Like, well, what made your decision? I'd, I'd travelled Europe and I'd worked London, and it just mm. I wanted a new challenge. Okay. And so I just got married. I'd been married three months before. Is she says, a Pom as well? No, English. She's English. Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah Pom. Sorry, and, that's what we call you. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I said, oh, you know what, we'll go over, give it a try for a year. Yeah. And then 19 years later, I'm still here. Wow, <laughs> just got you, my citizenship through. Did your mum cry? Yeah, she did. Oh. She hated it. I'm my, I'm my family. But then they came out here. And they saw Australia. And they go, ooh, and said, nice holiday destination. Because <laughs> <laughs> there goes our holidays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, it's just such a long way, isn't it? That's the only thing. When, when you're this far away, mm. it's, it's very hard. You've got to be quite selfish, mm. you know. And it can uh, be a blessing if your family give you the irrits. You just come over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got to George's. Yes. And? And after George's, um, I went to Stokehouse. I run yeah. the kitchens at Stokehouse for three and a half years. Yeah, which is just such an iconic, everybody oh. knows about the Stokehouse. Yeah, it's beautiful and a very nice place. And the guys there, John and Frank, great people to work for, yeah. vast amount of knowledge. And I was really good to work with them and, and yeah. the people there, you know, it was a really good yeah. setup and operation. And it's there. being rebuilt, isn't it? Yes, opens in November. Yeah, that's yeah, so exciting. Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Looks good. Looks big. It looks good. Yeah. Some good things happening there. Mm. And then after Stokehouse? After Stokehouse, I went to the Brighton Baths okay. and I worked there for three uh, three years, which is, another, again, another good experience, similar to Stokehouse. Yeah, look, I want to tell, so the reason I wanted to get you on was because I think the Brighton Baths is one of um, Melbourne's best kept secrets. Yes. Now, everyone knows about Brighton, everyone knows about the Stokehouse and St Kilda and, and, you know, how gorgeous it is down there on the Esplanade, on on Bayside area. Um, But I've got to tell you, I didn't realise that there was the upstairs where you are, which is the restaurant. Yes. I'm sorry. Yep. (laughs) I know that's really mean. (laughs) Oh, no, and this is is partly why we we looked at it and we said... we got people coming in and say, oh, I never knew this was here. Yeah, because when you go to the Brighton Bars, which is a big sort of brick block building next to the Yacht Club there, you go in the bottom and there's the bustling cafe and you sort of get your coffee and you go. And that's what I thought it was. Yes. And then when I saw the sandwich board out the front and realised that there was – actually, you just go up the stair, the secret stairs. That's right. <laughs> and then you go up there and it's this really funky, gorgeous space um, – Beautiful glass overlooking the hilarious people who insist on swimming in 10 degrees <laughs> in their budgie smugglers. 365 days of the year <laughs> yes. at 6 o'clock. And, you know, it is the most entertaining people watching to sit there. Um, you know, uh, when I was, I was actually there, as you know, on the weekend because I just, it's, I'm a big fan now. Mm. And um, sitting there watching and this guy, he's all muscled up and he was an older man, but he was 
very happy with his work <laughs> and he had his budgie smugglers on and he comes walking down and he sticks his toe in and he's thinking, oh, that's a little too cold. But he didn't want anyone to know that because he's too cool. And he's looking back at us and he's just kind of, you just know he's looking and hoping people are watching him. And then he does this huge, big, dramatic bravado dive in, clearly got an ice cream headache, scampered out as quick as possible and then stood there in the freezing wind trying to look cool and trying to look warm. It was just so funny. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm sipping on my Bloody Mary, (laughs) which is my favourite way to wake up on a Sunday morning, and um, eating my beautiful breakfast. Um, which is just a, a great, great list you've got going there too. Oh, thank you. So I think it's a wonderful thing to do for breakfast. But yeah. then, you know, lo and behold, lunch hits packed. Which is good. Which is um, good for you. Uh, we've changed a lot with the renovations. We've tried to um, yeah. get more of a crowd, a different crowd in there as well. Yeah, um, it's a stunning space. Yeah, it is. But going back to the, the icebergers, mm. we actually get complaints about that as well. What? Some people complain. Because it puts them off their breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Really? This is disgraceful. How can you have people parading up and men parading up and down there half naked while I'm trying to eat my food? That can is we stop it? So <laughs> funny. Can we stop it? I can put a blind down if you like. Just just close your eyes. Yeah. So have a sensory strange, experience really. with your food. Yeah, it's a great area. And like upstairs is, is fantastic. So we just we never used to do breakfast upstairs. And then we just thought downstairs was very busy. Yeah. Well, it's got great space upstairs. Thought, well, let's let's adapt it to upstairs as well. Mm. Let people enjoy upstairs and see what we do upstairs in the space. Yeah. And so we've done it and it's done very well. Breakfast up there now, yeah. but also lunch and dinner now has gone very well since the renovations that we've just yeah. done. And so um, I'll tell you a couple of my favourite things on your menu because now I've had a couple of them. <laughs> um, I love the corned beef hash. I know mm. it's very kind of old school and everything, but it's really tasty with eggs and it was just so delicious. And also I loved the breakfast breakfast congee. Yes. So I grew up in Hong Kong and I love a good congee for breakfast. Yeah. Um, and this was slightly different to your stock standard Chinese restaurant congee, yum cha congee yep. that you would have. Um, and it had sliced duck through it and it was just really flavoursome and really delicious. Yeah. So... Yay for you. Oh, good. That's how I keep them on. Yeah, it's very different. Very different as well. Two different, very different things. And we've tried to um, mirror things on the menus as well. Yeah. To adapt a lot of different cuisines in there as well without yeah. confusing the place. Yeah. And then also, just for our listeners, if you do decide to go there, um, there's a lovely sitting area kind of at the back. So once you've finished eating, you can sort of go over there and, and have a little sit down um, you know, and just sit have a down, chat and coffee. Sit down, we can have pre drinks or have your desserts yeah. in there or just a coffee and a cake in there as well. Yeah. Dessert. Yeah. Um, can you do functions there? Yeah, we do a lot of functions. We do quite a few weddings up there. So we yeah. see 120, 130 for functions. And it doesn't look like it's that big. Yeah, so... it is. Yeah, it works quite well. That's that's a good number. Yeah. Um, and that's the dance floor in there as well. Yeah. And because we've got the decking outside, people, a lot of people get married outside yeah. first and then come through for the pre-dinner drinks and have the function in there. Oh, it's beautiful. And we've got the private dining room as well, which is a good corporate area for about 28 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. it's just really good for our listeners to know about this place because, as I said, I I'm <laughs> was excited to find it. <laughs> um, and then, of course, oh my lord, the crazy donuts that you've got—they <laughs> are like. <laughs> so, oh, I'm not a sweet tooth. Yeah, my children are, but I'm not a sweet tooth, and yet I was like a sugar junkie. Yes, they were really, really good. Do you make them? No, I get them off a friend of mine called Steve Nikoloff. Really, he used to be a pastry chef at the Stoke House. Wow, he's travelled all over, and I went went to his place, and he's a, oh, he's a great. <laughs> 
baker. Yeah. And he did these. And so we go down every week and we collect them ourselves and things like that. And he wow. only makes them for us and himself. And that's it, really. So oh, it's good. Well, keep but, him on. Yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, thank you so much for coming in to chat to us today. No, thank you. Um, this has been Paul Rayner, chef at the Middle Brighton Baths restaurant upstairs in Melbourne. And if you are going to Brighton, it's an absolute must. And, you know, you don't always need to book. It's a good idea, but you can try your luck. Yep. And Paul will say hi, won't you? Certainly will. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio, NTS. Delicious, inside and out, with naturopath Karina Francois. And welcome back to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm Nerida Conway. Now, I've got one of our regular guests in here who always leaves me with so many gems and tips and makes my life better. Karina Francois. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm great, actually. The sun's out. Couldn't be better. (laughs) And that just really is good for your soul, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel overwhelmed when you come in. Karina's our resident naturopath who helps us to (laughs) live longer and happier. And I feel overwhelmed because there's so many things I need to talk to you about. And, And we've had a lot of feedback from our listeners too about things that they want to know from you. So I need to kind of work my way through the list. That's amazing. (laughs) But to start off, we are about to come into, as you know, spring, summer, crazy fun. Fun, 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 fun. fun. Crazy festive season. And how do we line our stomachs, gird our loins, (laughs) get all prepared for the onslaught that is too much champagne, too much fun, too much rich, beautiful party food. I mean, it feels like everywhere I go now, Someone says hi and plonks down a beautiful (laughs) cheese platter. Yeah. Cheese and biscuits and a champagne. And I mean, I'm prone to overeating anyway because Mm -hmm. short of (laughs) stitching my mouth shut, (laughs) which I've been tempted to do. Yeah. (laughs) I just love everything about food, obviously. And I love the the social elements that go along with sharing food with people. And obviously you with your background uh, would be the same, although you wouldn't know it because you're so beautiful and thin. Oh, that's nice. But how? How can we prepare ourselves for this? Well, food is so much more than just nutrition, right? So it is also about celebration. And we can prepare for it and we can prepare our bodies um, for the onslaught and hopefully um, the side effects of parties won't be as bad. Um, I am all about balance and one of the main things I teach my people is that, of course, before you go out, you need to eat. Yeah. So um, always have protein at breakfast. Mm -hmm. Um, Protein helps to balance your blood sugars and um, one of the best breakfasts that I would recommend um, if you're okay with eating eggs is to have something with egg in it. I love eggs for breakfast. Egg has um, proteins, um, taurine and cysteine, which help Mm. to soak up alcohol and the effects of alcohol, yes. Okay, but how about (laughs) a fluffy duck that's got egg in it? That's a little bit different. So you've got to coat and line your stomach before. So cook your eggs in coconut oil because the fat's really important as well. It keeps you full and it stops the absorption of alcohol into the bloodstream. So eggs with coconut oil is something I would, you know, recommend like an omelette or something like that. Love that tip. Okay, so I have two two eggs for breakfast Mm -hmm. every morning and so... uh, 
I'm already winning. Yes. Do I get a gold star so far? <laughs> you get a gold star so far. <laughs> now, what about if you're a vegan and you can't eat eggs? Okay, if you're a vegan and can't eat eggs. So I would recommend some coconut oil in a cup of tea. or really? Yeah, or some coconut water, obviously, um, for electrolyte balance. Mm. Um, you need to make sure you're hydrated before you go out. So mm. coconut water or coconut oil is mm. absolutely amazing. If you're a vegan, I would strongly recommend that you have probably like scrambled tofu oh, or something like okay. that. Because that's so high in pro- protein. Yeah, so that's quite high in protein. And again, yeah. you could cook it in coconut oil. Yeah, a bit of chilli. A uh, bit of chilli, yeah, sauce. absolutely. Turmeric. Turmeric's really Ooh. yummy with scrambled tofu. Or you could make a smoothie. I mean, we talked about smoothies last time. Yes. But, you know, making sure that you have, you know, some nuts in your smoothies, mm. some good essential oils and um, some green vegetables and all that, that's all going to help your liver as well. Okay, so let's just take me through my mock party day. Sure. So I've had my two eggs for breakfast mm-hmm. and then I go to a lunch yes. and it's at, it's at the races and I'm – Ching, ching, and I'm having, you know, one or two champagnes. Yes. <laughs> AKA probably seven. Um, and, you know, it, and that maybe goes on for, I don't know, say three hours of solid champagnes. Yes. Not sculling, sipping, of course, um, with little bits of canapes that are sort of rich. Yeah. And you yeah. have to be mindful as to what you choose. Yeah. Um, because I know now that when you do go out, there's a lot on offer. Mm. So ten, um, I tend to go more for the protein kind of canapes. Okay. So um, your little meatballs or mm. yeah, your kebabs, things like that. Or um, your raw vegetables with hummus. If you're a vegan as mm-hmm. well, you can go for things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure you're drinking water in between. Yeah. Now, so what about the one one glass of alcohol, one water. Is that yeah. a is that a a thing? Yeah, yeah, of course. So okay. you stay hydrated. Um, it's the can- hydrate with champagne. <laughs> is that fail? <laughs> Well, you also want to maintain your reputation, I guess. <laughs> well, sure that is my reputation. <laughs> Karina, if I'm seen with water in my hand, you don't understand. That is career suicide for me. <laughs> so make sure you're reaching out for nuts as well because they're high in protein okay. and they've got good oils in them. Um, yeah, drinking water in between is really important. Um, also, have a think about the day before you know, you go out as well, mm. make sure you hydrate. A little bit of Celtic salt in hot water. What's Celtic salt? Celtic salt is um, and, uh, a salt that is full of minerals mm. and hydration is not just water. It's about keeping minerals and water in the body. So when you're hydrating, you need to make sure you, you have enough minerals in mm. your system to keep the water in the right places in our cells. So I always um, recommend that you do have a little bit of Celtic salt in hot water every day and you can do that before you go out as well. Is it like drinking an ocean? Oh, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's a good hydrator. So, right, okay. yeah. All right. You just got to take a, take a bullet for the team sometimes, don't you? <laughs> yes. for, your, for the team cell. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and, and the other thing I thought of is bananas and kiwi fruit as oh. well. So if you reach out for those, they're full of potassium, right. which helps to stop the effects of alcohol. Oh. So potassium is a really good um, mineral that you know, helps prevent headaches and so on. So, you know, if you've got a fruit platter or if you've got a bit of fruit that's been handed out, yeah, make Mm. sure you have some of that too. Why do people say that if you're trying to lose weight, particularly 
don't eat bananas. Um, Why do they say that? They say that they they make you a... they they collect fat around your belly or something. Is no, that a furphy? I think that's a bit of a fallacy. When you look at nature and what nature yeah. provides, bananas are part of nature. I mean, you're not going to be eating twenty bananas a day, but they're yeah. an amazing Monkeys fruit do. to have. <laughs> Uh, they are high in carbohydrates, so I guess that if you are having a lot of carbs through the day and then you're adding bananas, that's probably where it comes from. But if there was a carbohydrate I would choose, I'd choose bananas over bread or rice any time. Mm, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. good. And I yeah. love a good banana. <laughs> yeah. Then I go through dinner and uh, it's a sit-down degustation. <laughs> I know. It's, this is a big day for me. Uh, and I sit down and there's wines matched with yep. every single course. And there's probably about eight courses and they're small, but they're rich yep. and they're delicious. How do I approach this? Because I'm, sti- I'm not starving because I've been kind of grazing yep. and nibbling yep. all day. And, I'm, you know, I've had quite a bit of champagne by this point. <laughs> so what do I do? So, again, go for the, up for the, up the protein and vegetables. That's what I'd be choosing. Um, and make sure you're still having water in between. And, um, and then um, some fruit juices are good as well because mm. they hydrate you with vitamin C. So if you can have some juice in between, that's not a bad idea. Um, it can reestablish an electrolyte balance too and all the vitamins and minerals that you lose when you're drinking a lot of alcohol. Um, and if there are green vegetables on your plate, eat them all because they're really good for the liver. Green affiliates with the liver, so I'd be definitely going for those vegetables on your plate. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a great suggestion. And I think this is like school for the common sense, but... Um, <laughs> You probably don't need to drink every single drop of every single match wine. Absolutely. You could have you a have sip to be mindful. Yeah. And you could say, Well, yes, I can see why that wine's delicious with this duck. Yes. And perhaps you don't have to actually finish everything on your plate no, either. You don't. <laughs> despite what your mum tells you. Mindful eating. Definitely yes. mindful eating. Yes. Yeah, because that is a thing, isn't it? It's a psychological thing where we think we don't want it to go to waste. Yeah. And as much as I used to say to my mum, okay, well, the children in Africa can have my Brussels sprouts. I'll package <laughs> it up and send it if they want it so badly. That's right. The reality is yeah. um, we're used to, I guess, not wasting food yes. and eating everything on our plate yes. and also serving too much. We are. We are. But fortunately at these parties, they do serve the smaller um, yeah. plates. So, yeah, they yeah do. just be mindful. Just 20 Go of for them. the protein in the greens. <laughs> just 20 of them. And talk a lot and then they won't notice. <laughs> Look, if that was true, I'd be a, like, I'd be so thin. <laughs> was a talking ratio. <laughs> but but we do hear what you say. Yes. Um, that's wonderful. And then the next day, if I'm feeling a bit sluggish and a bit crap. Again, go for the eggs if you can. Go for the eggs. Or okay. the scrambled tofu. Right. Again, go for the protein. But go for the taurine and cysteine because that soaks up all the alcohol. Lots and lots of water. Um, and you can also do an amazing juice like with, you know, carrots, beetroots, ginger, mm. celery. Um, and that, you know, beetroots are really good for flushing out the liver the next day. So yeah, right. I would definitely have a juice, yeah. Okay, awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Karina. Give out your website address very quickly. Infinitehealthpractice.com.au Go to see Karina if you need any extra help because she's amazing. And uh, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much. You're listening to What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio NTS. You're listening to What's Cooking with Nerida Conway. 
And you're back listening to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm Nerida Conway. And I've got Scott Pickett, who's an awesome chef. If you haven't had Scott's food, uh, he's got Estelle. He's got ESP by Scott Pickett. Mm. He's got St Crispin. And now, drum roll. Mm. Well, we ran out of names. So, yeah, Pickett's <laughs> Deli and Rotisserie. It's easy to use my name, you know. It is. And why not? Because mm. everyone knows your name by mm. now. That was, look, it was thrown around. I wish I could say that it was my own decision to use my name and in the end ultimately it was but it's not something that I, that I put forward but uh, look we've been lucky. I think lucky. you've got to because it's, it's, you're now a brand. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So people feel <laughs> confident that when they go and eat your food it's going to be a-okay. Yeah, but when that brand's your name and yeah. you're still trying to come to grips with it, that's slightly yeah. unnerving in a sense. So yeah. Like, I still don't feel comfortable with it and I sort of have to dis- uh, sort of disassociate myself yeah. from that person, that brand and what my role and who I am now is. So that's a You almost need a second too. name for your friends, don't you? you I do, need like to a them. secret squirrel yes. name. Oh, I might have to think of one of yes. those. But it's also too because, <clears throat> look, because I've gone into a fantastic spot at the Queen Victoria Markets yes. that I wanted it to which link Which is in, in Melbourne for our listeners. Yeah, which yep. is in Melbourne on the corner of Elizabeth and Terry Street there, mm. is I wanted it to feel, and it's been built to feel like you're in a sort of, you know, a modern contemporary French sort of uh, pantry, I suppose, yeah, in a sense, right. like a deli in a rotisserie shop, that I wanted it to be about family. There's one big communal mm. table. So that's where the name really links into, as if we've been there for 20 years. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be there so in 20 years. a bit old school, time. just like the market is. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So most of our listeners... I'm assuming, would have been at some point to the Victoria Market in Melbourne because it's iconic and if you don't live in Melbourne, when you visit, it's somewhere that you go. Can you smell your chicken and your beautiful rotisserie kind of... And bacon from out on the street, pretty (laughs) much. can you? Yeah, yeah. So that's got to just drag you you in We've got a monster rotisserie, big six-bit vertical rotisserie that can do 48 chickens at once. Wow. The most I've had on so far is 24. Okay. But then I'm still rotating through with big sort of slabs of bacon, uh, you know, roast beef, roast pork as well. So very versatile. It's got the trays where all the chicken fat and the butter gets sort of caught and we sort of slow cook our vegetables in there too. Wow. So, you know, great for the waistline and great, and great for, for the, vegetarians. Great for vegetarians. <laughs> Not. Yeah, my sister-in-law came in last week and she goes, oh, the comfy root vegetables, what are they? I'm like, they're slow cooked in chicken fat. Perfect for you. <laughs> And she looked at me and she goes, really? I'm like, no, of course they're not, but they're yummy. So, you know, it doesn't really matter too much. Did she sort of just turn a blind eye and eat she them anyway? She did. I gave her the asparagus <laughs> instead, the asparagus and the coddled egg instead. She was like, that's not very good for vegetarians or pescatarians. I'm like, it's not meant to be. No, it's meant to be, you can go yeah, next door. <laughs> like it's a rotisserie shop. It's meant to be slow cooked in chicken fat that's and beef fat. That's what it is. How long does it take to cook a chicken this way? Uh, about an hour and a half. So okay. a nice slow roast, uh, low and slow, as I like to say yep. to the boys. Low yep. and slow, just let it go, do its thing, yep. you know. So, look, you know, getting the stuff on early in the morning is a bit of a challenge. Yeah. I'm not... I've been nocturnal for most of my life. Oh, I can imagine. So being there at 6, 6.30 Just in the morning. Just tough little children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes right when I get home, yeah. that's another story. Yeah. But, um, yeah, getting there early in the morning, getting the chickens on, getting the bacon on. So we're doing our own bacon. So we're doing mm. breakfast, lunch and dinner. We're getting to seven days. Currently just doing market days, but we'll sort of get to seven-day trade and then three, four dinners and then build it up. Because, you know, seven days a week, breakfast, lunch and dinner is a lot yeah. of on the staff and the building and setups and stuff too. So just bit by bit. Mm. Um, uh, but now we're doing – so we're doing bacon and egg buddies in the morning yum. with Mr. P's brown sauce. Oh, so. yum. Yes, and I've had that brown sauce. Mm, it's mm. really good. Mm. And so you sell that, don't you? Yeah, we do. We've just started selling that in a little product range. So I'm going to get a caricature of my face put on it yeah, stage fantastic. two with the stickers. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. again, cash in on it. You've got a face like a cartoon <laughs> character. Might as well use it anyway. So, um, oh. yeah, and so, look uh, – 
I'm pretty excited about it. We're actually house curing and house smoking our own bacon. Wow. So we get these wonderful green veil pork, big slabs of belly. Yeah. We do a like a dry rub for seven to ten days, Gosh. which is sort of unusual. Yeah. Because uh, quite often with bacon, they're all brines and wet brines, and yeah. they inject them just to sort of pump up the sort of belly itself right. and get extra weight. But I'm not too concerned about the weight. I'm concerned about the flavour. Yes. So we do a like a dry salt rub. Then we rinse it. Then we then we hang it for a week. Yeah. And it just sort of firms up and does a little bit of dry aging. And then uh, we've got this wonderful new rationale. Um, and look, we actually can smoke it at 65 degrees overnight. Oh, wow. And you get this perfectly cooked bacon, this little smoking box inside the oven, and then we come in in the morning and, mate, it is the best bacon. You oh. put that on the spit for an hour, best bacon I'm in Melbourne. I'm nearly crying. Yeah, yeah I should this. have brought some. I should oh, have brought some. Well, it's uh, wonderful. I what were you thinking? To, I left my dress in my locker room and my bacon <laughs> on the spit. And bacon and a dress, two things I would have really loved to have seen this morning. <laughs> well, there's always a next time. There is, there is. I know where you are. Yeah, I can come yeah. and find you for yeah. some bacon, Yeah, <laughs> which is one of my favourite food groups all by itself. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is food group. <laughs> we were going to do it in a roll as well. We're doing the roll as well. And yeah. then I did a photo shoot and I just did it sliced on a plate. And I was like, mm. I think I should just do... Yeah, pig on a plate. Yes, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it can't just be that. Yeah, that just—it's so wonderful. It's yeah. really good. It's intense. Well, you know, the the simple things are always a favourite. I mean, yeah. I you know you know yourself that lovely roast whatever meat yeah. shoved in a beautiful fresh white roll. Yeah. with some salad, coleslaw, and things. Beautiful. It, it just sort of what else do you need? Well, we're doing roast rolls of the day there every day, mm. so you can sort of take away chickens. You can have chicken eating, take it back to your apartment or home, quarter mm. whole. But we're doing a roast of the day too, so we're doing Yum. roast beef roll at the moment with horseradish and onions Yum. and dirty gravy. Just Yum. simple, nice. Got to put crackling though Yeah, crackling in, in as well too. Yeah, when we're yeah. doing the pork, yeah, yes. we do. You know, with the belly. Got to have the cracking. I reckon you should put crackling in all of them. Doesn't matter yeah, what all of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chicken and crackling. Yeah, it's that one. That's just the pork cracking. Oh, okay. That's the beef and crackle. So take this the way that it's intended when I yeah. say yeah. your hands look a little... Soft, do they? At the moment, and I would say that's oh. probably from <laughs> yeah, from Where butchering the chickens. Lot, Scott? <laughs> I've been in the cavity of a chicken. <laughs> well, Not... it's actually really good for the skin. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, chicken fat's great for the skin. I've been trussing chickens, boning chickens, carving chickens, roasting oh. chickens for the last couple of weeks. So you can't get out of that. No matter how fancy and famous you get, you can't mm. get out of that, can you? No. Well, some not do. Not really. I mean, some do. I like to be in the trenches with the boys. Um, I sort of got a good compliment the other day because I've been at the restaurants every day for about three and a half weeks, four yeah. weeks, you know, from 6, 7 in the morning till midnight, 1 a.m. Yes. And then one of my head chefs, you know, like he came up to me and he goes, Chef, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, good, mate. I'm in the zone. I'm all right. He goes, you're pushing on like a 20-year-old. You're a machine. Yeah. I've never seen anything like this before. I'm like, mate, we're only halfway there. But uh, no, it's good. It's a good compliment to know. But when you open a new venue and the others are running and you need to lead from the front, mm. then I just sort of, I've got this sort of innate ability to just, uh, you know, almost become like a machine-like yeah, sort of yeah, thing yeah, through yeah. years in kitchens and doing stuff and just flick the switch and just go yeah. and I don't really think about the days or the time I know you know the structure of my day and my week and what I have to do and it's it's largely logistics isn't it yeah yeah it is I mean is. this is one thing that fascinated me sitting at the bar and having um you know dinner at the bar at ESP mm. and watching um you know you prepare and so you've got all I love that open kitchen and yeah. you've got all of your blokes doing their section and yeah. what they're supposed to do and there was so much calm. Like, 
you would sort of think it would be a little bit frantic because it was right before the onset of the whole dinner service. Yeah, yeah. And I was fascinated to see you standing there with your spreadsheet of yeah, with the because, grid system, you know, degustation yeah. and people yeah. are having different courses at different times and and there you are and you know you've got your highlighter and you're just so calm but everything was so ridiculously well run like yeah. military precision. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And you know, I I kind of want to get you to come home to my house and do this with my children. Because I don't do that at my house either with my children. <laughs> I don't think there's much left when I leave the restaurants. <laughs> no, that's true. What a no, shame. No, if, they can come into work if though. They can they write can, a manual. You know, they can work on a section. <laughs> oh, they're hopeless. You they know. don't work in an iron lung, well, my we'll children. Get, well, we'll get them in the plonge and a couple of stray plates and people wake up very quickly, Nerida. <laughs> yeah, look, I think that every child should go and do a few sessions with Scotty and life would just run so much more yeah, smoothly. Yeah, it's a bit of a wake-up call. I mean, I said to earn my... your buck yeah. around here and earn your keep, mate. I say to my son in the morning, can you get dressed? And he thinks what I've said is, put your undies on your head and run around the house. Yeah, yeah, I know. For half an hour. You see, I do that some mornings too, but... <laughs> but then you your know, chefs go... Like, you ready? Can you get dressed? <laughs> And I'm running around with my four-year-old Oski. We've both got our undies on our head making strange faces. Yeah, no, it's no, it must be what women say to men. I don't know. You just can't quite get it, really. Well, anyway, your, your amazing skill of not only coming up with creative recipes that actually really taste good, but mm. also such a large part of which people don't see and don't understand. No, the discipline is, and that organisation. Yeah, the organisation, which, and, and again, I don't mean to be offensive, but men aren't usually known for that. It's usually no, human. we're not. It's so, yeah, taken 25 years of being drilled right. into me. <laughs> Finally got there. Uh, well, all the best with your new restaurant. Thank you very it's much. It's so Mary. exciting. And uh, if you're at the Vic Markets, go down and see Scott and his uh, beautiful rotisserie restaurant, mm. uh, Pickets, and get yourself a chicken roll. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. You're listening to What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio, NTS. Curly Questions with Nerida Conway and Chef Ian Curley. And welcome back to What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio, NTS. How are you, Ian Curley? I'm very well. There's a smell of cheese in here. Oh, thank God, because I thought it was your feet. No. I'm, I'm not trying to be rude. There is a smell of cheese. I can't believe I walk in and all of a sudden there's <laughs> cheese. I'm like, who had the cheese and did not invite me to the party? Well, we kept you the cheese. Yeah. I, I had to crash tackle it from the production, mm. some other you know, other production people that were mm. eyeing it off before. Mm. And uh, I definitely kept it for you. Yeah, and then I saw the uh, the Prosecco, which is in the uh, Ace of Spades bottle, I was Wow, we've gone gone all Jay-Z here. (laughs) Uh, What's your favourite gin drink? I must admit, I'm I'm very partial to just a straight-up gin and tonic. Okay. But I like their Navy Strength gin and tonic. I like it too, but... It doesn't like me. I like it. No, no, no. no. I think does gin make uh, you cry? No, I think, but it does make me reminisce. So yeah. I do like. The problem is, you get it in a glass, and you think, okay, that's just a glass. On the rocks. Yeah. With tonic. No, crushed ice. Okay. And and tonic, but with lime. Yeah. But uh, I crush the lime with it with the, you know the muddling stick and mm-hmm. all that because I get fancy. But then I do <laughs> like make. I must admit, Simone makes a really good gin and tonic. But, I bet your mine's better. Sorry, uh, Simone. Okay, she but, and I can have a gin off one day, I, and I'll drink the. the and you can I'll drink. drink you I'll, can be our test crash test but, dummy. But I actually like sitting there with with the glass and looking out of a window, as opposed mm. to watching television or or even talking to people. I actually like. I don't know. There's something about gin that makes me want to try and start thinking about something. But I must admit, like sitting there with a gin and tonic and just sitting out looking out onto the little patch of dirt that's our garden, mm. I, I love it. Mm. And that and that that's why I like gin and tonic. Yeah. The problem is. 
that I kind of get into it quite quickly. And mm. once I get into the it's gin, it's so and tonic, easy to drink, isn't I it? I don't want to. I don't want to go and have a glass of wine after. Yeah, I'm the same. All of a sudden, it's all all emotional. You sort of pick a topic and you stick to it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so that's it. I'm with you. So. Well, I make an amazing gin and tonic because I get mm. the. I've got my beautiful glass. Yeah, it's very important. Mm-hmm. I've got my. I've discovered ice balls, the well, spheres. Yeah. Of oh, ice. Yeah, the um, Dastagio used to have those. As well. Oh, Fantastic. well, I, I actually it. bought the molds from Aldi. Believe it or not, they're silicon molds. Oh. You fill it up. It, it, it's foolproof. You chuck it in your freezer, and then you just pop. They just pop out these perfect big spheres. Oh, okay. Awesome. I want the smaller <laughs> ones? They're about four dollars each. Uh, they're amazing. Anyway, so I've stocked up on them. All right, gotta go down. And that, I've got, I've got some... to go down to that place soon. Yes. Well, somebody else recommended something else to me yesterday. It's so that's twice in two days. Somebody's very mentioned funny. it. You you go to Aldi with the express purpose of say buying I don't know milk and bread, and you come out mm. with portable putting green. Nice. Uh, you know <laughs> that's what I need. Yeah, some hand towels <laughs> and some other random tent, uh, something random. Yeah. It's very funny. Like it. But anyway. Uh, and then I love pink ruby grapefruit, which I yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, slice up and, and muddle up. Yeah, yeah. And a little bit of mint and then gin oh, it's and like tonic. A fruit cocktail. Yeah, I get it. I understand it. Yeah, mm. I like blood orange as well. Blood mm. orange and then when you get in the carton as well. Mm. That kind of dropped off the, the dial as well. It, it used did. to be everywhere it for did. a while. And all of a sudden now it's like... Very trendy. Mm, ho-hum. So how are the races going? You're gearing up for them? Yeah, tomorrow's my first big big uh, launch tomorrow night. Mm. So that's going to be f- full on and fantastic. Mm. And... Um, and everything else, so that's going to be good. And then um, we're just right into it. But then this year's, I'm going to I've ramped up the food this year because I'm thinking to myself, we've got a new kitchen upstairs at Black Caviar, yeah. so I'm going to I'm doing it, good doing it well this year. So all my chefs have been complaining because I've been pushing them a little bit harder this year. But I'm like, they'll love you in going, the end. Well, the thing that it's got pickets in the other um, yes in the other tent. So for me, I want to be able to say, well, this is what we're doing here. Yeah. And Scott's down there. And you kind of like, it's like a peer Is there thing. rivalry? There's a, there'd be a certain amount of rivalry <laughs> with any, I, I got I got more rivalry with any chef in the world. Can so we bet on the, the instead of the horses, can we bet on the two of you and go, okay, oh, and Curly's coming up the winning oh, straight. No, He's got no. some really good canapes. I'll, I'll let them go there for that one. But um, <laughs> for me, it's like, it's different. But I'll do more covers over the space of the, of the, the, uh, the whole carnival. But that's okay. It's all right. <laughs> But uh, at the end of it, they'll say that's that. But I'm, uh, I'm quietly confident. Sneaking at As the you end. should be. Slow and steady. Slow and go. steady Slow wins and steady. the race. Right. Well, should we get on some, to some listeners' okay, questions? Let, let's see if anybody's got a question for us. Oh, we've got lots of questions. Really? Yeah, they fly in. I never know if anybody actually listens. Of I know, they I listen. know, but I know you keep telling me that they do, but I'm thinking no one's ever come up and said, in fact, that's not true. A couple of people have said it to me. I'm just thinking, I thought you'd just said, can you just tell Ian that you listen to it? Yeah. No, yeah. definitely not. Okay. Uh, and also, it's a it's not a visual medium, so no. they could you could fall on them and they wouldn't even know who well, you were. Well, they'd be in trouble if I <laughs> fell on them. <laughs> it would hurt. So, yeah. right. um, and also, of course, Ron Virgin. Ro- who's Ron Virgin? No. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is he I not said, Ron Burgundy? we're Ron Virgin. Oh, okay. We are on. We are on. Ron Virgin. There you go. You never know you're Australian until <laughs> you get a Ron Virgin. Ron Virgin. Uh, we are on. Yes. So okay. I've got some questions for okay. you. <laughs> okay. On that note, Ron yeah. Virgin. Right. Is it safe to cook chicken in a slow cooker raw? To like, And I think what they mean is can they just throw the yeah, raw chicken in yeah, yeah. with the sauces and turn it on and walk away? Yeah, or do yeah. they have Because, you know, you usually no, no. Think you have to pan it, sear things. No, no. Once it reaches a certain point, which is over 68 degrees, mm-hmm. it's fine. So okay. once it goes over 68, so once it's braised, it's braised. Okay. You know, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we've actually already just coincidentally, literally answered this question mm. of what is Ian Curley's favourite cocktail? 
Uh, I wouldn't say. I mean, you're not really no. cocktail man. No, no, I don't think no. I don't think I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say so gin and tonics. What about you? Really? Yeah. Well, that okay. was the question. No, I wouldn't say that. Um, no, gin and tonic's not my favourite cocktail. I reckon mm. a, a, a pretty handy You've Negroni. <laughs> no, a Negroni and. Um, there's an American thing called Americano that yes. you have. Yes. I had one the other day. What is it again? A Cocktail Americano. It's like a vermouth, but yes. it's uh, it's um, it, it's it's uh, th- that that's the way to go. Mm. You know, it's like a little bit of shinzano, a bit of vermouth, all that sort of stuff. But it's 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 a sti- not stimulant because that's the wrong word. Mm. But to get you going, you know, aperitif yeah. before, uh, you know, that Americano, nice before lunch. Mm. Um, even better before dinner, mm. but also, you know, to finish a di- as a digestive. If you're talking about cocktails and yeah. stuff, like that, you know, the old Fernabranca is. A, it's what a about an espresso stub. martini? Surely, no, 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 no? that's for uh, that's for footballers. And oh, uh, I love them. No, well, no. my legs are I probably need a wax right now. It's probably a bit footballery. Well, okay, so <laughs> too uh, much anyway. information well, for radio. Well. <laughs> There's a visual. Well, it's still winter. Well, let me have a look. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. What do they? <laughs> <laughs> Dear. What do they say? The uh, they say winter. The terminology for winter is the space of time, the space of distance between a woman and her razor. Okay, well there you go. I, th- I might just leave that one there. Coming but into anyway, spring. So there you go. Out it comes. No. Uh, what's the difference between bruschetta and crostini? Uh, well, bruschetta's got this topping on top. But hasn't crostini? Been- no, well, crostini is normally just a piece of bread. Right. But bruschetta, as a, as I, this is my thing about, I love it when I go to a restaurant, they'll say, I'll say, I love the bruschetta place, and they go, bruschetta. And they try oh, to correct me. With, well, see, up until recently, I was a bogan and called it bris- bruschetta. Okay. Well, that's, and, and as you do, but the, uh, and I love it when I get it corrected, and I go, whatever, mate. <laughs> and is it like, I don't know, Alan from Frankston yeah, that corrects well, you, well, or I is normally it go, Are we in Naples? <laughs> Are we in Naples, are we? <laughs> anyway, so that always goes down well, especially if I know them. But um, yeah, bruschetta for me is um, it's toasted bread, and it means anything on top of the uh, bread. Yeah. But the crostini is normally the small uh, little baguette, or you know, the bread that's been cut mm. and dried. So yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I've recently discovered cinnamon bark. Right. Is it the same as cinnamon quills? Yes. Oh uh, no! It's actually been dried. It's dried out a lot less. It and smells also, the same to me. Yeah, but it's no cinnamon cool's been a lot more dried out, and you never know where it comes from. Cinnamon bark's a whole lot more healthier for Is you. Is it? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And where would you use? What would you use? Like, when would be the occasion to use cinnamon bark as uh, opposed a to a cinnamon quill? Make, and, well, a lot of them do. And, see, the cinnamon quills, you don't know where they come from. They're all over the world. Yeah. Cinnamon bark is, is local and it's like less dried out. Yeah. More in the health food shops would be using the cinnamon bark. Yeah. Things like porridge, jams, chutneys, nice. all that sort of stuff. Mm. The quills, they go in like fruit salads, but they're, they're a massive amount of um, stuff that gets thrown into there and mm. stuff like that. If you're poaching stuff and you want to be steeped in something okay. like that. But cinnamon bark's good. It's a, it's a new thing that a lot of people are going through now they're doing shreds and stuff like that but yeah get amongst it I've got another four questions here but I'll have to save them till next week got a quick one Um, is coconut oil healthier than canola yes very much so but more expensive Mm. you know but canola there's lots of it being grown but it's and does uh, canola oil cause cancer 
Uh, can't say that You're not for a sure. And, uh, just, we just don't want to be no, sued. <laughs> no, that's right. I'd, uh, no, I mm. can't say that. But, however, there is concerns about it being GM genetically modified. And uh, there's a whole big story about that. But I can't do no. that. I'm a cook. Just a simple cook. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say simple. You're quite fancy, no. really. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Beautiful to have you in again, as always. Let's get on this Good cheese and uh, the, Prosecco yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, we'll have our little party for three now. And the gin. <laughs> Thanks for listening to What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio NTS.